Greetings and welcome back to Mishnah Yomit. My name is Yitzchak at Shalom, and I'm honored to be studying with you in this uh, OU-sponsored program. We study two Mishnayot per podcast. Today we are studying Masachik Tubot, Perak Aleph, Mishnah Zayin and Chet. And as I mentioned in the introduction to Mishnah Vav, in the previous podcast, Zayin and Chet are numbers two and three in a four Mishnah sequence about uh, conflict of claims between the girl and her new husband, and who is believed. Mishnah Zayin, he omert mukat eitzani. So they all admit that she has, has no betulim, but she claims it happened because she got hit by wood. In other words, she fell off a bike, that sort of thing. He says, no, you were actually had relations with somebody, and that's why you're not a betula. Again, there's no way for him to know that. Again, just like in the last Mishnah, Megamli or Belazar give the, the, uh, the credibility to her, and he must continue with the uh, dealing with that as a Mukat 8, whether that means she gets 100 or 200. We do not trust her. We assume that she had relations with a man. Until she could prove that she didn't, or she proved that this Mukat 8 thing happened, and then she is Nemenet. Mishnah Chet, which is the third in the series. So they saw this girl, before she got married to the fellow, they saw her talking to a fellow. And the uh, question is whether Medaberet means that they saw her in in seclusion with the fellow, um, or uh, or perhaps more. And they said, what kind of guy is this? Now, she's not betrothed. There's a different issue. She said, he's a Kohen. Now, this is a mystery man. She they saw him. We don't see him again. She claims he's a Kohen, which means even if she had Bia with him, it would not make her invalid. Now, here there's no counterclaim, unlike the first two cases. There's no husband around. It's just her claim that the fellow I was talking to was somebody who, if somebody would have beer with him, that would not invalidate her from marrying a Kohen, and therefore I'm still Ksher al and uh, Rabbi Gamliel just said, we believe her. Lohan Rabbi Leitru again used the same phrase, Lo mipia anu chayin, alarezu b'chezgat be'ulah v'natinu l'mamzer. I'll clarify what these terms mean in a moment, but we have to assume, because she's admitting, she had bia, she's admitting perhaps that she had bia. That she had bia with a natin or a mamzer, until she could prove that it was somebody who is not a natin or mamzer, somebody who is miuchas. Now, a mamzer, it's very simple, is somebody who is the product, the big machloket in Yivamot, uh, about uh, what creates a mamzer, but it is, rich small, the result of a forbidden relationship. Uh, it's Chavi Lavin, Chavi Kris, Chavi Mrs. Beistin, three opinions in Yivamot. Uh, but in any case, if a mamzer has relations with a girl, that girl may not marry a Kohen. Uh, a natin is, and there's a long discussion about this at the beginning of the third parakutubot in the Mishonim, a big tosvot, uh, shit of the Rambam, about the natinim. The natinim were descendants of the givonim, who were the one group that converted from the Shiva Amamin. And evidently, David, or a later Beitin, put a Gzera that they can never marry into Am Yisrael. And they're sort of like a subset of Amoni, somebody who's not allowed to marry in. And as a result of that, if a Natin has relations with a girl, she's also not only she's Psulalakuna. And so therefore, this girl, who again is 
not betrothed, but the question is, may she now marry Kohen? According to Gamaliel, Rabbi Eliezer, she may, according to Yeshua, she may not, until she could prove that the guy that she was talking to, and whatever that may mean, was somebody who is, as we say, Masilikuna, somebody who, if someone had relations with, uh, if he had relations with a girl, that girl could still marry a Kohen. Okay, we'll pause at this point. We'll pick it up with the last two Mishleot in Parakala for the next podcast. In the meantime, we should have a wonderful day.